happy holidays, everybody. Happy, happy holidays. holidays. Happy holidays. This is coming out on New Year's mm-hmm. Eve. So we're missing the mark of the holidays themselves in terms of, you know, Hanukkah's at the very beginning of December this year. And uh, we've got, you know, Christmas on its usual time. You know, but there is one all-encompassing thing that covers all those days. <laughs> candle nights. Is that candle it is. It is. Happy candle, candle nights, everyone. Happy, Happy candle, candle nights. nights. Happy candle nights. Trademark to, to Big Head Productions. Yes. Big Giant Head. Big Giant Head. Sorry. Whoops. Yes. Trademark Thank Big you. Giant Head. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. Great. Good. Wonderful. Good. Christmassy. Yes, indeed. So some people might have noticed a voice that is not one of our usual voices. We actually have three guests on the episode with us today. I will let them introduce themselves. Uh, we will go in alphabetical order. So starting with Colin. <laughs> Hi, I am Colin. What else am I supposed to say? I am. <laughs> Thank you, Colin. Like, what What do you want me to say? I don't know. Like, what, how, introduce you didn't yourself. tell me how to introduce myself. Okay, give us. Your first and last name, how old you are, how long you've been in podcasting, and, and a fun fact about yourself. Too, I could... Okay, great. <laughs> Ooh, yes. okay. Mother's okay. maiden name. I think I've got it all. You graduated okay. high school. <laughs> okay, here we what go. What was here the name of your first yeah. pet? All right. My name is Colin M. Parker. My first pet was uh, Tim Jebsam. Uh-huh. Uh, it was all one word because it was my favorite people in the world. What was the street um, that you grew my... up on? It was Beltsville Drive. Um, my mother's maiden name uh, does not exist because I was oh. born from no. a star. That's, that's um, Colin is not a woman I was, born. I was a gift a to this world. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, other questions. I am, yes, on podcasts. I'm on Journey Under 30 and Myth Takes, which is a show that Lindsay is also on. She'll come up in a second here. Who's that? But, uh, that's a thing. Spoilers. That's a thing from Scavengers Network. And that is essentially everywhere you can find me. My social security number is file not found. And I'm trying to think of any other question. I I was so sure I remembered every question that was asked of me, and I think that's it. So I think I nailed it. You've Perfect. done great. So let's move on to Lindsay. Hello. I'm Lindsay Nelson. I am half of Historical Hotties, which is a show where we take different categories of historical figures and try and figure out which one is the biggest babe. And I'm also on Myth Takes, although I have not actually appeared on Myth Takes yet, except for the world-building episode. You will soon, because the arc that is happening... Actually, it literally just ended. Oh, like, really? The week so I will have appeared by the time that you. Yeah, uh, like I think so, or the hmm. following week, one of the two. Nice. I don't know how the math works out. Uh, the vagaries Sorry. of podcasting. All right, and let's move on to Sam. Hi, I'm Samantha. I am the voice of Twiddle Twaddle on Fate and the Fable Maidens, an all ages, all women D and D actual play podcast with three of my good good friends, and we're hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. True. True. That, they, that's a true story. And I am the number follow... one kids on bikes fan. I'm just saying right now. Ooh. Dang. <laughs> Shit. We're gonna have a street fight real soon, y'all. We are, and I love it. Uh, Interesting. Don't be bloody. <laughs> I thought that there was a librarian named after someone else on this call. Mm. Hmm. Guys, I'm pretty sure yes. Elliot's got all of you beat. We will go ahead and get into the role playing part of this. So let me get all prepared. <clears throat> All right, here we go. It is Christmas Eve, and it is snowing because it's Christmas. <laughs> it's Massachusetts. It's been a quiet couple of months since the end of the Wicked Witches art. Not a, a whole lot has happened. Let's just do this. What are each of you doing for Christmas Eve? What is your Christmas Eve tradition? Cat. Oh, God damn it! You always start with me, and I never have an answer. 
All right. Um, well, let's start with Garrett. You always start with me, and I never have an answer. Uh, okay. Right. No, no, I got it. I got it. I'm good. I'm good. The Sullivan family is holed up at the newspaper office because my parents are generous enough to give everybody else Christmas Eve off and then still try to put out a newspaper on Christmas Day. So we are we are eating some Chinese takeout. And my parents are indulging my sister and I and letting us pitch some news stories. They're taking her more seriously than me, which I find very offensive. Perfect. All right. Well, how about Kat? Okay, I was going to say, I'm, I'm ready now. So Kat celebrates just with her family. You know, she's an only child, so it's just her and her parents. But they, every Christmas Eve, they make homemade mac and cheese and green beans. And it's mac and cheese that has like ham and cornbread on top and it's like their their christmas eve tradition and then even though she is 16 years old she still puts out milk and cookies for santa just because you know once she hit the point where she well you know she hit the point where you know she just she she just decided that it's part of the tradition it felt she tried one year not doing it and it felt weird so she goes back to it so she puts out milk and cookies and a carrot for the reindeer (laughs) and then she she goes to bed Cousin, I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> she goes She goes to bed like, you know, she's old enough now. She stays up a little bit late, but she tends to go to bed a little bit early on Christmas Eve because she's just so excited for Christmas. And she just, every single Christmas Eve, she sits there at, at her window and she wishes on a star for snow. Adorable. <laughs> How about Mary Sue? It's Mary, and she <laughs> she always goes out to Chinese with her dad. Well, always. She... They used to, it's a whole thing. Now yep. she and her dad just go. And then they go see a movie. And this year they decided to go see, they'd heard <laughs> that uh, the new movie uh, Dr. Zhivago was out, but that it was like so long and just like no one is really saying great things about it. So instead they went to go see A Patch of Blue, which had come out a couple weeks before, which is a Sidney Poitier movie. And Shelley Winters, she's a blind white girl, and he's a black man, and they fall in love. And it's getting really controversial reviews, but uh, Mary really likes it a lot and finds it really kind of moving uh, in a way that she's never really found a movie moving before. So uh, that was kind of that was kind of cool to uh, for her to experience, and she's really glad she saw that instead of that three hour whatever uh, that is just like whatever. Uh, and then they go back home. And she, every night since she got it, she's had her dad and her listen to Rubber Soul, which came out earlier in the month. Skipping over Norwegian Wood, of course, um, because for whatever reason, that song just does not strike her right. And then going to bed. All right. Randall. So Randall and his dad are at home. It's been a long year, let alone the past couple of months. But the one thing they do is every year, right around Christmas... When they were on base, they would make a brisket because Texas is brisket and brisket is Texas. (laughs) So they're using his mom's recipes. He and Ed just spend the whole day. Ed shut down the shop on Christmas Eve. He normally wouldn't do that. But it's just a day for him and Randall to enjoy it, make all the food, and have... Christmas like it's always been. That sounds very sweet. Meg! What What's your holiday tradition like? Meg's mother is cooking furiously for the giant Christmas dinner tomorrow. When you say furiously, do you mean like busily or like angrily? <laughs> or both. 
Uh, it can be both. We, we will be going to Midnight Mass, but I am uh, enjoying the uh, Vince Guaraldi album that was released this year. Nice. For Charlie Brown Christmas. Yes. So I'm, I'm listening to that on a loop. Nice. What time do you all go to bed? Kat goes to bed at like 9.30 on Christmas Eve because she gets too excited and just really needs it to be Christmas morning. All right. She doesn't go to sleep. She li- She, you know, like any good child, she lies there wide awake, staring at the ceiling most of the night. But she does go to bed <laughs> early. Fairies. Mary? Well, so it was a, a 7 o'clock movie. She got home probably about 10, half an hour album. She's probably in bed by 11.15. Okay. All right. Garrett? As any, any day of the year, Garrett's probably not going to actually be asleep. Until one-ish. All right. That doesn't change. Meg. I'm going to midnight mass, Mm -hmm. so I'll be home a little late. I'll probably be asleep by two. Okay, great. Randall? About 11 o'clock. Nice. So it's a beautiful snowy evening as you all drift off to sleep at different times. And you all wake up at the same time in the same spot. You are in a snowy forest area. That's a great word. I'm doing great with descriptions tonight. Forest clearing. It's evocative as fuck. Forest clearing. It's like if you open up a book about Christmas, like you're probably going to see this exact scene. It's just a big, snowy, beautiful, serene forest. You're all still in your jammies. Yeah, we're going to do this too. Uh, Give me a quick description of what your Christmas jammies look like. <laughs> Starting with Mary. Mary. No, don't start with Mary. I have to think. <laughs> James has to decide what a teenage girl's Christmas jammies look like. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a sec. I have some leaps to make. Um. All right. Meg, did you say you would start? I'll start. Perfect. Okay, I'm, I'm wearing a very long red plaid nightgown with little holly leaves on them. And nice. I've got a very fluffy robe. It's navy blue, of course. Clark colors, and it's got my monogram on it. Of course. Those, those are my pajamas. Nice. Randall's got a white undershirt and some plaid pajama pants. They nice. don't go for, like, Christmas wear in the Macintosh house. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That's accurate in the Hannah household, too. A little bit. <laughs> Uh, Garrett. Garrett will be quick to explain that his mother thought it would be really cute if he and his little sister matched. So he has like probably very similar fabric or material to Meg, uh, but in the form of uh, pajama pants and a button-down shirt. Uh, but the buttons are all unbuttoned, and he's got a white undershirt underneath it. He's trying nice. to not look like a dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> Failing or succeeding. Roll charm for me real quick. (laughs) Two. All right. You look like not a mega dweeb. I'll take it. But but you do look a little dweebish. But it's... If anybody bothered to ask, it's because I'm dressed up like my sister. That's fine. (laughs) Cat. Cat is wearing uh, red flannel pajamas, like a top and bottom... Uh, long sleeves, long pants set with white piping, and the buttons look like little candy canes. And Randall doesn't know it yet, but guess what he's getting tomorrow at Christmas? 
I love that so much. Because I imagine that Cat and Randall's families spend Christmas Day. They probably <laughs> spent part of. Well, they may have spent part of Christmas Eve together, but they probably spend Christmas I Day mean, together. I mean, mac and right? cheese and brisket do go together. Yeah. So they probably yeah. spend Christmas Day together. So Kat oh, definitely yes. bought herself and Randall matching pajamas. And she's going to make him wear them. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll do it because he loves his cousin. Perfect. And I see James has been furiously Googling <laughs> It's Look because he already, he's, he's working on a demerit system. He's already started with 100 points, and based on his holiday <laughs> research, he's still there, and he doesn't want to go down. <laughs> he has to create his, his merry vision board. So, James, do you I'm, need more I'm looking time? at, I was sort of thinking, like, in the movies, when, like, pajama mm-hmm. pants and shirt, that, like, you'd be, like, on a train. Like, you wouldn't be wearing, like, anything less than that because you're, like, on a train. You might mm-hmm. have to go out to whatever. I don't know how trains work. <laughs> Um, so I'm looking at this thing that uh, it looks like it almost looks like a tablecloth, actually, <laughs> like the pattern of a tablecloth, but with strawberries on it. Um, and it has kind of like a collar thing. It might have piping. I'm not really sure. So then it, it, it like buttons up on the top and then it has pockets on the on the shirt. So that is the I'm thing that she's wearing. I'm going to need you to save that picture and send it to us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Because yep. I'm honestly just picturing Mary uh, wrapped in a strawberry print tablecloth. Oh, that's going on Style. the gram. Oh, it's happening. In front of you is a very large tree that yes. is all decorated for Christmas. It is decked out. <laughs> there's lights, there's garland, there's ornaments, and a huge, very bright star up on top. And there are a bunch of presents underneath the tree. And standing in front of that, between the tree and y'all, are three figures. And I will let them describe themselves, starting with Lindsay. There is a woman in front of the tree on the, you know, if you're facing the tree on the left side, and she looks like a silver screen goddess from the 20s or 30s. She's wearing a floor-length silver evening gown and has a white fur stole and a champagne coupe in her hand, uh, and she's black and white. Everything around her is color, but she is black and white. <laughs> uh, what's a champagne coupe for those of us other than me that know? If you've ever seen The Thin Man or any old movies from the 20s and 30s, when they drink champagne, they're in the round glasses and not the flutes. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I love The Thin Man. Mm-hmm. Same. Uh, Sam. You see a teenage girl she has almost white colored hair that's in a very loose braid it's covering her ears but you can see that there are long snowflake earrings hanging from them and she is in a champagne party dress Ooh. all right and colin you see a man who's just goddamn so dapper uh he's wearing a very nice suit and you do recognize him because it's Motherfucking Cary Grant. I knew Cary Sorry, Grant was Mother show Cousin. Up. Sorry, Mother Cousin. <laughs> My bad. It's all right. Cary Grant's not a teenager. That's fair. So he can he can do. Does he introduce himself fair. as Motherfucking Cary Grant? He is. Yes. He yes. most likely does. I'm Motherfucking right Cary Grant. So what do y'all do with these three figures just standing in front of you? Cat goes around them to check the presents to see whose <laughs> names are on them. <laughs> Randall heads after Cat to try to stop her. 
Perfect. Garrett is, again, just saucer-eyed, gaping at Mary. Mary is saucer-eyed, gaping at Cary Grant. So she goes up to (laughs) Cary Grant and holds out a hand to handshake and says, Hi, uh, it's Mary. Nice to meet you. But then you say, Hello, darling. It's Carrie. Okay, so... Come on, dude. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. All right. Sorry. Okay. Edit this out. Give it to me one more again. One all more right, again. All right. All right. Let's so she walks take. up to him and holds her hands and says, hi, it's Mary. Nice to meet you. It's Carrie. Yes. Hello, darling. <laughs> She's very charmed by that. Kat, you're checking the presents. Mary, you're introducing yourself to yep. Carrie Grant. Thirsty. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Garrett, you're ogling Mary. I'm not ogling. I'm I am drooling. in awe of drooling. yeah, a little bit of drool. So Randall, you're trying to stop Cat from just peeping those presents. Meg, what are you doing? I'm I standing around looking very confused <laughs> at everything that's going on. Fantastic. Um, Meg, audience um, surrogate. <laughs> <laughs> also, a rational human being. Yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> It's Christmas. It's cousin magical. The star on the tree lights up, and you all hear a voice that says, Welcome to Christmas. (laughs) Cat claps her hands with childlike glee. (laughs) Before you are three spirits who are here to take you on a journey. Ah, cuss. Cuss me. We've got the ghost of Christmas past, and a light shines down on Lindsay's character. The ghost of Christmas present shines on Sam. I do a twirl. <laughs> and the ghost of Christmas yet to come. And Cary Grant does like a like a nod and wink and raises a glass and it's like, wait, where the hell did that just come from? <laughs> and just Cary it. Grant is lit. <laughs> <laughs> By light. And Jim. What do y'all do? Meg sighs. This is a very popular trope in a very classic novel. Cat finding no names on any of the packages allows Randall to lead her back to the group. <laughs> Randall just finally blurts out, where the cuss are we? (laughs) We're in the woods. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Don't you like live here, dude? I've never seen these woods before, nor have I ever seen a Christmas tree completely lit up in the middle of the woods. Isn't it pretty? Yes, Kat, it's beautiful. It's so gorgeous, Kat. Now will you please just stand still? Oh, darlings, what adorable hoodlums you are. Mary almost says something and then doesn't because her better judgment gets uh, catches up with her. She has that? Goodness. Yeah. She does, Meg. She does. The light from the star on the top of the tree gets brighter and brighter and brighter until you can't see anything except for the light from the star. And then it fades out, and the scene has changed. It's a familiar scene to two of you. Kat and Randall, you recognize this as Randall's old home back in Texas. And it is a lovely Christmas scene. Randall, what was your favorite Christmas memory with your parents? He was about eight years old, and for whatever reason that year, it snowed. It almost never snows but for some reason there was snow in texas and that day they shut the base down and his dad took him out there and they just ran around and played in the snow all day like it was barely anything wasn't really anything sticking but it was snow and he'd never seen Mm -hmm. it before so that's actually the scene that you are seeing right now is you 
running around in the snow, your dad outside watching you, your mom watching from the kitchen, watching with a, a nice cup of hot cocoa in her hand and just smiling and enjoying life. What's your reaction to this? Cat, are, are you seeing my mom and my house? Yeah, it's snowing. It doesn't snow in Texas. It, it did one day. This is Randall's favorite Christmas memory. His favorite Christmas of the past. Why are we here? You all need to reflect a little on your pasts and see what Christmas meant to you then and what it means to you now. I've really been trying hard not to go back, though. Would your mother never want you to think about her or this memory of Christmas? Randall's just crying. He has nothing else to say. Okay. So just kind of sit and watch this moment for another 30 seconds or so. Like just long enough for everyone to feel really awkward about it. Like just standing there watching and Randall's crying and it's just weird. 30 whole seconds? (laughs) I was there there way before that. (laughs) And that bright light fills your eyes again and fades out into Garrett. Talk to me about your favorite Christmas memory. It was about five years back. Garrett was like 10. And there was so much snow that there was a whole week of school closed on top of Christmas vacation. Parents actually were able to get enough fluff written beforehand (laughs) that they were able to actually take Christmas Eve off and let everybody go. And it was like the only Christmas Eve that they ever spent at home for once. So you're sitting around a fire, enjoying some milk and cookies. Now, did Garrett ever try and catch Santa? It, it was less a, a question of catching as to disproving. Okay. What were, your, what were your methods? So Garrett would try to wake up early, and it wasn't, it wasn't really so much about his concerns, but not letting his sister be led astray. So, you know, she would put out cookies and milk the night before and then his parents would do the thing where he was certain they were eating them. So he would get up and replace them (laughs) so that his sister would see them. But then his parents would get up before his sister and get rid of them again. And it was like an on and on back and forth thing. Uh, One year he tried putting flour in front of the mantle to see if there were any like boot prints, (laughs) which his parents totally swept up before morning it's it's really very irritating like they indulge every other thing like why is this one thing special (laughs) i i'm imagining an 80s level montage of this (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) what an adorable but cynical little boy you were why can't you even let your sister have santa claus she she deserves the truth Did it hurt you so to find out about Santa Claus? There was no finding. And I knew. Forever? I knew what? Cat. <laughs> Step back. Earmuffs. <laughs> does Cat still believe in Santa Claus? She probably does. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Every, it's so precious. Like, she knows she's not supposed to, but there's, like, part of her that super still believes. <laughs> Help yourself. It's, it's not. She's Garrett's gonna be job real disappointed if Kat. she doesn't meet Santa at the end of this session. Just for the record, <laughs> actually, she was really disappointed that Colin was not playing Santa. <laughs> Carrie Grant is fine, but let me just send a quick text. 
I need another guest. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I would accept the, a cat in a Santa uh, costume. Absolutely. The real Santa was inside you all along, cat. Aw. Wait, what now? That's... Well, <laughs> oh, no. the whole time. It's fine. James, That's the naughty come on. list. That's, that hey, gets you on the naughty. Happy list. holidays, everyone. <laughs> well, that's the end of the episode. Okay. So the fire gets brighter, and that's the source of the light that then fills all of your eyes and fades away again uh, as we change the scene to see Meg. I am about six years old. And I have the chicken pox. Oh, no. But my brother has not had the chicken pox, so I have been sent to the Lawrence house for Christmas. Yeah. And so Mary would have been about eight, I think. So I'm spending Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Lawrence and Mary Sue. And Evelyn has just made a really big to-do about it. She's built us a fort. She's baked us cookies. She let us paint our toenails, even though my mom doesn't think that's okay. (laughs) She made me a stocking so that I would feel at home at their house. She's just the best. She is. Evelyn's the best mom ever. (laughs) Many long years ahead of... Anyway, so... Yeah, well... Mary uh, remembers uh, all of that, but what she mostly what she mostly dwells on is how late at night, like on like the twenty second or twenty third, because I'm imagining that it wasn't just for like for Christmas, right? It was like the yeah, week before. It was for a couple, right? yeah, it was yeah. for a couple days. Um, despite Meg being covered in chicken pox and <laughs> probably needing to maybe stay inside, they snuck out at like midnight just to build a snowman. Like it was, it was like insanely wholesome, but also fairly dangerous to <laughs> Meg's health. It was right. magical. It was, exactly, it was magical. <laughs> but yeah, they built a snowman and sang some songs, mm-hmm. like too loudly, <laughs> and and um. And I think we held hands. We definitely held hands. Probably, but we like whenever we held hands, we would like fall down. So like, <laughs> it was something. Yes, it, was it was a whole thing. Yeah, it was snowy, so it, but it felt like more of a thing when we, anyway, so, um, I think that, uh, Mike and Evelyn probably heard us out there, and, like, we're like, should we, should we go, they, she probably, Meg probably shouldn't be outside, uh, and then, and Evelyn, I like to think, was like, it's fine, let them have their, have their night, it'll be fine, she, and then, um, we came in and just sort of fell asleep in the living room in front of the Christmas tree best Christmas ever. What reckless little dears you were. I think you were delirious from the happiness or the fever. Two things can be true. <laughs> oh, and Mary definitely caught chicken pox from me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why were you sent over there if you didn't already have chicken pox? Right. <laughs> no, Mary Sue totally had already had chicken pox. I was sent away because one of my brothers hadn't and we didn't want him to get it. Were pox parties a later thing? Yeah. All right. All right. Fine. She didn't have chicken box. She's she lied about that too. You were <laughs> did she at least did She'd she at least catch box. a cold from playing in the snow all night? No, that that was unrelated. Oh, okay. Here's here's an idea to up the cuteness. Mary uh, didn't want to be left out, so she drew dots all over herself to pretend she had the chicken yep. box. That that's adorable. That, that oh, is that God. seems right. Yep. I'll that allow is the thing. it because I loved Mary Sue. Loved. 
<laughs> Ooh, that past tense, it stings. It stings. <laughs> like my fever and my chicken pox. <laughs> it itches. Yeah, we used to be, uh, we used to be friends. That was nice. <laughs> Is that so? I didn't know that. I wasn't aware of that. That was what she was saying to the black and white ghost of Christmas Pat. That was a, that was a long time ago. Things yeah. have changed. Oh, so sad. You're yeah, so people close. People have changed. Well, people change and betray other people. And so <laughs> yeah, it's fine. they really do. Yeah, they do. They, do. they mm. really do. Cause people change and your Christmases change. They get a little smaller. And that light gets real bright and fades away. And we find ourselves at Kat's place. Kat's house in Texas because she was six years old and got her first bike. <laughs> Ooh, it was nice. red just like the one she has now and it was real fast but did have training wheels. <laughs> she definitely spent all day on Christmas riding around on her bike outside in her pajamas. Her parents tried to get her to come in and put on real clothes, and she would not do it. Now, what did those Christmas pajamas look like? <laughs> those, it was a nightgown. She was in, like, a, actually, it looked a lot like the nightgown Meg is wearing right now. <laughs> I was about was to like say, a, it's just like mine, only smaller. Yeah, it was like a red and green plaid, but, you know, littler. Look at you, just look at you go. Is this your favorite Christmas present ever? Yep. Did this present feel like Christmas to you? Well, I, I didn't open it because it was just like, you know, bikes are hard to wrap. So it was just under the tree with like a bow. But yeah, it felt like Christmas. It was a Christmas present. It was under the tree. Or well, it was next to the tree because again, bikes are big. <laughs> with a big bow on it? <laughs> yeah, it was It was a, a, a good, good size bow. It's a weird thing to focus on. I want the Ghost of Christmas Past to get fed up with Cat so much. Just like, okay, all right, fine, whatever. <laughs> and does Christmas still feel like that red bike to you? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, it feels like Christmas. It doesn't feel like a bike. But, but yeah, Christmas is magical. It's Christmas. So that... Bright light flashes and comes back. Mary, would you say that you have a different Christmas memory? No. No. That's the same one. It's the same okay. one. Yep. Perfect. It was it was wonderful. You find yourselves out in front of that large tree again in the in the forest, and the star lights up with a voice again and says, You have just seen your Christmases past and reflected on your experiences. Cat hasn't reflected on past. <laughs> black and white lady tried so hard <laughs> the ghost of christmas past works on commission <laughs> please tip your ghosts if you can fill out this quick survey on would you say you reflected out. on christmas past well enough to strongly agree <laughs> neutral disagree hard disagree like and subscribe to your ghosts ghost of christmas Past, if you were to sum up the Christmas experience in two sentences, what would that sound like? Christmas of your pasts and Christmas of everyone's past has that glow of family and magic. Ghost of Christmas present. I do declare we are in for a treat here tonight. There is no time like the present. Let me look at all of y'all. This is the best you've ever looked. I can say... And she's going to turn and look at Garrett. 
Oh, Garrett, she's going to approach you and take your hands in hers. I regret to inform you, but the milk in your refrigerator has just expired. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. I do apologize that I have to give this news. Keeping with the times. Y'all want to come with me? Yeah. I mean, we don't have any choice, do we? All right, let's do this. She's going to wiggle her nose and let's see the scene. Randall is trying... Randall is trying so hard to drag Kat back, but she's so excited that she drags him along with her. Because yep. <laughs> he does not want to see any more shit tonight, <laughs> but Kat will not let go. Kat is having the best night of her life. Uh-huh. Mary really appreciates the Bewitched reference. Like, it's like modern, <laughs> like current TV pop, TV pop culture. So, like, she really appreciates that. Would you say it's present? <laughs> TV pop it culture? Is definitely present. I, I don't think I would say that though. Oh. So I don't know. Weird. So strange. Current? Yeah, I would say current. That's thank you. <laughs> thank you for picking yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how current she is. With the twitch of the nose. You find yourselves in Vice Principal Denominator's kitchen. Knew it. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> She's sharpening a sword. Yes. (laughs) So she and Elliot are sitting at the kitchen table along with her husband, Micah, and her daughter, Sadie. Their house is decorated for Christmas, and they are playing board games around the kitchen table. They are playing the game of life. They're sitting around laughing and having a good time. Can they see us? No. See, look, and I'm going to go like wave my hand in front of... Principal, Vice Principal, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, that's right. Jen. Got it in one. You know. Jen. 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 I'm running, rubbing my face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wait, hold on. I'm my hand. <laughs> I just have a quick question. This uh, escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so I wave my hand in front of their face to show nothing's happening. It's like, this is a very special Christmas, too. Mike is getting his wife a record player. Oh. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. It's currently under the tree. Oh, Cat looks under the tree. Cat goes and starts <laughs> reading the tags. It's, she knows none of them are for her, but there's just something about reading the tags on the presents that is like really fun. The sound of like the the spinner from the game of life goes and gets louder, and the scene changes. It is a house. The guy's sitting in front of. He's sitting on the couch watching TV with like a a cat. No. I thought it was uh, Leon, too. TV dinner. TV dinner is a weird name for a cat. <laughs> that is a great name for a cat. Is it Officer Ross? It's Officer Ross. Yes! Oh, yes. oh Sitting at home alone. The house is not decorated at all. Because he's the curmudgeonliest curmudgeon. He's a cusshole. Don't make us care about Officer Ross. And <laughs> not gonna he's... he's Sighs a big sigh, but just continues watching TV and... What's he watching? Files. <laughs> the, the news. <laughs> yeah, he's just watching the Knew news. <laughs> the Rockford Files was the 80s. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know he's not a time traveler? <laughs> we haven't established Officer Ross's backstory the, yet. The collar of his, of his shirt is very big. It is 1982, and he is... <laughs> Still alone. No. Living uh, in Miami. <laughs> Pity for Officer Ross. They can't be with his girlfriend in Cincinnati this Christmas. Officer Ross has a girlfriend? Yeah, they met a long time ago. They've been dating for about 11 years. 
She thinks about him often. She's thinking about him right now. Why? <laughs> we can't all love the same person. No, that's true. That's true. That's very true. Um, Meg, did you hear what... Um, Never mind. Forget it. It's fine. Ma- Mary, did you know that sometimes strange connections happen? <laughs> oh, please, Mary, did Garrett, you know? roll charm for me. Mary, <laughs> oh, this. I wonder. I wonder how I keep putting myself in these terrible positions, and then I realize it's who I am. Please charm. Please charm her so. I rolled the wrong guy. Okay. <laughs> she she punches on, Mary on brand. <laughs> he punches Mary. Three. Okay. Um, I like this so far. Have me be the only one who rolls anything. (laughs) This is not going to be a rolling heavy episode. Except for Kate. Except for Kate, who's going (laughs) to... Garrett's just going to keep trying to shoot his shot with Mary. and I'm trying. So a three. With that three... VT Dinom told me to be brave. (laughs) Mary, you, you get a little feeling in your gut. You can't identify it, but there's something there. Oh, you're just hungry. <laughs> she moves. Take some of that TV she dinner. She puts the Ghost of Christmas present between uh, her and Garrett. Oh. Uh. But like subtly, so it looks like she's just sort of trying to get a different angle on the TV or something. But she definitely is putting the spirit in between uh, her and Garrett. Knows yeah, what's yeah, happening. good, good. That's good. No. In between. <laughs> In between all of this, Randall just goes, Miss Past goes, how should we address you? Oh, well, you know, I've been thinking about this, and I don't get to show myself very often, so if you could call me Abigail, that would just make my day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Miss Abigail, delightful to hear your name. What the cuss are we doing? We're watching Officer Ross eat dinner, Randall. Cat, I get what <laughs> we're doing. Why are we doing it? Oh, I don't know that. Well, I need to teach you what rhetorical means. <laughs> well, sometimes it helps to see what folks are going through. See it through their shoes. That's an expression. <laughs> so Officer Ross gets up and turns the TV off and walks over to a door that's closed. You can tell it looks like he's thinking about going through it. Uh, He opens it up and it stares to his basement, but then he closes the door, goes and gets a book and sits down and starts reading. Can Kat go open the door? She can try. Cat's Roll gonna try brains to open the for door. me. Roll, oh, brains! Oh. Is is girlfriend in Cincinnati like the 1965 <laughs> version of girlfriend yes. in Canada? <laughs> Cincinnati was actually tem- temporarily a part of Canada in 1965. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Don't one worry year about and it. one year only. Come on down. <laughs> Meg wants to help Cat open that door. Yeah, Cat rolled a three, which for Cat is pretty good, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so you don't you don't realize that your shadows in this in this world and you like go to open the door your hand just goes right through the knob cat walks through the door <laughs> all right okay why i didn't think to myself i'm gonna set this up and then they can just walk right through the door i'm not even not a little bit sorry do the best job of planning so you walk through the door and i mean you're seeing you know there's stairs down to the basement there aren't like any lights on them. or anything how can you walk down the stairs but you can walk through the door 
magic. So how are we Christmas doing, guys? Days. Are we having a fun time playing this? <laughs> okay, Cat falls down the stairs. I don't care how she gets down. <laughs> she kind of floats. By the time you get to the second stair, the scene changes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you're... <laughs> Outside, you are. It's outside, just down the street, like uh, along the street, where basically where most of you live, right? Like, you've got Mary's house, you've got Cat's house, and there's a group of carolers walking around and singing songs. And a few of those carolers are the Greens. So you've got uh, Walter and his parents just going around and uh, singing to people. And it's very sweet. They're currently singing uh, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. What are they? Are they dressed like in Dickensian like caroler? Definitely dressed in Dickensian caroler costumes. Does Walter look so cute in yes. his Dickensian costume? Yes, Let me roll does. for that. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Out of 100 right now, he actually just looks like 33. He cute. looks so cute in his costume. <laughs> it's just... Albeit yeah. uncomfortable. He looks very uncomfortable. But he has the voice of an angel. That's 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 true. Mary stands in front of Meg, <laughs> so she can't see him. Just like, you know. Mary's doing a lot of strategic <laughs> yep. standing tonight. Yep. I think Dan is wishing he'd let me go. She went to a basement. class in November. <laughs> Strategic standing in you. It was at the Swampskit Library where they have lots of great programs, even now. <laughs> at Swampskit Library. And then the scene changes. We see Leon. Cat wave. Cat waves. Garrett runs to the kitchen and sees if there's cider. <laughs> yes, there is definitely cider. Mary walks outside. I'm pretty sure you're standing in the middle of the street, Mary. <laughs> Mary, leave. <laughs> He's enjoying a nice uh, nice cup of cider and talking about the town history with local librarian, Colin. Oh. Where's Tim? Tim is in Colin's lap. Aw. I have got to return him. I want to whisper to Meg and say, Colin doesn't know it, but Leon's got a cold and he's going to catch it. Wait, what was that? Okay. <laughs> What are they? What what kind? What history are they discussing? They are talking about the history of the local ordinances. Mary and how is some of them for been sure absurd. back outside. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is there snow on the ground? Uh, yes, there is. Cat is trying so hard to make snowballs, but I'm guessing her hands just pass right <laughs> through the snow. But is that going to stop her? Right through the snow. That does not stop her. Great. I'm glad that everyone's outside for this touching scene. <laughs> Garrett's not. I thought that's where we were. You said we showed up in the middle of the street. Yeah, and then the scene changed. And then now you're jumped. indoors. Oh, I thought with... we were still watching the carolers and Tim and Colin sitting on Tim's front porch or something. Ah, uh, no, I'm sorry. The uh, the scene changed and y'all were inside. Oh, then I'm petting the cat. The carolers were closer to our neighborhood. Then... I ruined the carolers. I am so sorry. Yeah, yes. so yeah. Cat was making s- imaginary snowballs while the caroling was happening. Now she's over there petting Tim, the cat. <laughs> Her hand is also passing right through him. It's very weird. So, can, can I ask a quick question, yes. Dan? Uh, because this is the first cat, right? Like, like cat, cat. Uh, can the cat see everybody? That was my question as well. Yeah. Oh, the cat can. <laughs> yes. See yes. everybody. Love it. So the cat is very confused <laughs> as to why now there's this, I mean, a whole group of people who just showed up. But does that mean he even get, does he get up? 
does he care? He does. He gets up and gets out of Colin's lap so that Kat's not just <laughs> pawing at yep. him. Passing yep. Pawing, yeah. passing through the cat and just pawing at Colin's lap because that's weird. Isn't oh, all these scenes really sexy? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Good, 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 good. Very special <laughs> Christmas <laughs> episode. Of Kids Man, on imagine how much sexier it's gonna get for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Light a candle, turn on Lou Rawls' Christmas album, and tonight on enjoy. a very special Christmas episode. <laughs> and pat your local library. Anyway, librarian, damn it, damn it, Colin. Uh, I would say, like at that point, I probably like wiggled my nose and put a tuna fish in the mm-hmm. cat's bowl. Oh, even Tim gets adorable. a Christmas present. Even Tim gets a Christmas <laughs> present. And so. With that, the scene changes and splits into several scenes, actually. All of the scenes that we've seen, with exception of the carolers, because someone ruined that. I'm not naming names. Uh, She Uh, said her name is Abigail. (laughs) (laughs) James, this is why we can't have nice things. Thank you again so much for coming on as a guest. (laughs) So we see all of these scenes of these great Christmas experiences. And there are TVs in the background of all of these scenes. Yes. And at the exact same time, they all turn on. And they're all just on static. And you're all able to hear a very staticky. And then you're back at the tree. Oh my god. Okay. Can uh, can I roll a brains to know if I recognize the voice? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Who the cuss was that? That's a nine. All right. You don't recognize the voice. <laughs> I'll write that down. Perfect. Was it a? Was it? Could I tell? Like kid, adult, boy, girl. You couldn't really pick up much of anything. It was very. It was coming through a lot of static. And so the the star lights up again and says, "You just saw scenes of your friends and loved ones." And Officer, and Officer Ross. Ross. Jinx, you owe me a coke. <laughs> really missed the mark on that one, Tree Spirit. Cat goes back to making snowballs. You're actually Randall able to make snowballs. I know that's why tree light down it. and goes. What the cuss is going on? You yeah. just showed us somebody yeah. that was yelling help in a television, yeah. and you're just going to spout the obvious to us? It's Christmas yeah. magic, it's Randall, ridiculous. and she throws a snowball at him. Roll fight for me. Oh, it's yeah. just a six. It's not a very good <laughs> snowball. Do I need to roll fight? Uh, roll flight for me, Randall. <laughs> this is going to be so Oh, I'm bad. sorry. I have a plus one to fight, so it's a seven. Nice. I got a three. Randall, you get pelted in the side of the face with a snowball. (laughs) And the voice of the tree says, Yeah, I don't know what was happening with that help voice. That wasn't part of what we were doing. You need to send us back. Oh, what? No, we need to send us back right now. Abigail, how would you sum up Christmas? No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. There was someone that needed our help. We need to not sum up. witch thing. I thought we defeated the witches. Thought we were doing good now. What? Yeah, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? about? What's with the voice? Like, is this another witch thing? What witches? Yeah. Not now, guys! (laughs) Sorry. We need to go back. We need to go find out who needed help. 
We're not I going know we back. need to talk to the Meg. It's a TV show. What TV what show TV is show just static and somebody yelling hell? I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's not a good one. That's why it's on so late. Show, Randall. Why not? <laughs> why haven't I seen it? So let's TV try show? this again. <laughs> so let's try this again. Abigail. If you were to sum up, can I Christmas roll grit in... to see if I can intimidate the tree? <laughs> Same here. Can Garrett? Can uh, Randall and I combine grit rolls to see if we intimidate the tree? No, you can't. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Garrett says hey, yes. Yes, you can. It's fine. Do great, it. great, great, great. Okay, Randall. I have a whole pile of snowballs. If you want me to pelt anybody, just just let me know. Okay. Uh, I got a sixteen. I got a one, so between us, we got a 17, so that's good. It's <laughs> pretty good. Cool, cool, cool. We need to go back. for like a 47. A giant roll of wrapping paper appears out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And wraps itself around uh, your mouth. <laughs> Randall doesn't try to talk. He gets the point, finally. Hey, Garrett. This is totally witches again, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of cuss that could be going down. But let's. the The tree wants to talk. Let the tree talk. Let's let Abigail talk, and then we'll go from there. Ghost of Christmas presents. How would you define Christmas? Christmas is about living in the moment and reaching out to your fellow man. Okay, based solely on that, we need to help that person who's asking for help. She said so, tree man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get you up to speed later. Carrie Grant. Carrie Grant, can you tell us if that that person asking for help turns out okay if we don't get out of here to help? No, okay, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was here. Here's the thing: I was waiting because I was really half expecting the tree to just interrupt. The future doesn't quite work that way, darling. But we'll find out together. You calling darling, old man? Carrie Grant calls everyone darling, darling. <laughs> that's a t-shirt Randall looks at the tree and muffles under there can you take this off the wrapping paper disappears for both of you (sighs) alright Cary Grant the scene changes and you find yourselves in the lobby of the new ocean house (sighs) hate this place same even prettier I hate it Cat, what is this place? Do you even know about it? Is, yeah, this is like the hotel or something. I don't know. People say it's haunted or something. I don't know. People I don't. I haven't right. been over here very much. What do you mean? Do you know the history of this house? I'm sure. I know. I know for a fact that Mr. Gordon has gone over it in class. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that. Yes, he has. Of course, I've taken. It's burnt down three it. separate um, times, and they keep rebuilding it because that's a great idea. <laughs> three separate, right? Okay, yeah. And the yeah. DAR is always meeting in like their ballroom, and stuff always goes wrong when they're there. Oh, cool! So we're in a haunted museum after somebody yelled help from us from a television. Great, Cary Grant, care to illuminate us? <laughs> well, not with that <laughs> attitude, young man. But I'm sorry, I thought you called everybody dumb. <laughs> Look, when you give an attitude, you don't get called darling. All right, now listen up here. This place is, what do you kids say, cuss, right? This place is haunted as cuss. I'm not sure that that's necessarily a surprise. There was dead silence on that one. Okay, once again, young man, 
That's not great either. And I imagine that since we're talking kind of like about the future here, it's this thing of everything that sort of like every type of haunting that has, sorry, that will happen essentially kind of overplays over top of each other. You know what I mean? Like it's like almost like fast forwarding to the point where now everything is overlaying and there's different people, but dressed in different ways to show that, you know, there's different time periods here. And um, the house has, uh, you said it burned down three times, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's going to burn down like a lot more. Um, but uh, that is not exactly always by haunting. Um, sometimes it's just things like well, they remodel and they uh, don't do the wiring right. But, also, they uh, let frat boys hang out. Well, yeah. Frat boys are haunted as well. They're... They're awful. They are not of this planet. And there's an asbestos um, lawsuit coming. But, uh, yeah, so then Cary Grant says, This place is haunted, always has been, and most likely always will be until the end of time. I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> You're talking to a ghost. So what are we supposed <laughs> to do about it? This is clearly yes, a please be open-minded. No. Hauntings much like the future aren't exactly... Set in stone, there are many things that can change, and it just takes one little piece, or one person, to change everything and the course of history, or I suppose the future. And as soon as he says that, we see a couple of kids sneaking around in the lobby, because it is late at night in this hotel. It is, of course, decorated to the nines for Christmas, and a couple of kids are sneaking around, and they walk off in the direction of the kitchen, and you hear a ruckus, a commotion, if you will, of several dishes being dropped. What was that? Should we go follow them? Probably. I think we should. So you go to the kitchen, and the kids found a tray full of room service stuff that had been prepared and had run into it and knocked it over and staring at them and they are staring at it as well is a um, translucent bellboy looking ghost who had been preparing some food and he looks at the kids real food or ghost food uh, ghost food he looks at the kids and just starts screaming he just opens his mouth and this horrible sound comes out and his mouth keeps opening until it's on the floor it's just a huge open mouth holy cuss the kids panic I believe in ghosts now. (laughs) And they turn around and run right through all of you through the kitchen door and are gone. And the ghost looks at all of you. Oh. Of course he does. Cat leaves. Cat is gone. um, She has gone. I'm Mary. Nice to meet you. Cat has followed those children out of this kitchen. This is horrifying. Cary Grant. She does not want to be here anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is a war thing for sure. Oh, God. <laughs> he takes a step and his jaw drags on the floor as he takes a step towards all of you. Mary stands in between him and Meg. That's very sweet. Yep. He takes another step closer and is now basically like making eye contact with you, Mary. 
Is there anything nearby that I can grab? Meg starts pulling Mary, like, back. Mary is trying to uh, keep okay. a charming smile on um, her face. And uh, try and win the ghost. Of- All right. Garrett, roll brains for me. <laughs> Mary, roll charm. 13. 12. Garrett, you have the wherewithal to realize that you're just shadows uh, in this world, and you, there's not going to be anything that you can actually physically grab. Mary, you yeah. are very charming, and thank you. You get thank the you. weirdest sensation as this thing tries to smile oh. while its jaw <laughs> is literally on the floor. You've got a face only a mother could love. <laughs> And the scene changes. Oh, thank God. Cat would like to round on Cary Grant and yell at him for ruining Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear that, please. Cary Grant, you ruined Christmas. What is with the ghosts? That was not Christmas magic. No, Christmas magic is making myself appear as Cary Grant so that you guys don't freak the hell out when you see my true face. Does it look like that? Because if it does, I don't care what you look like right now. I'm going to freak out. If that was, mm, let's say that was a 10, this whole figure is like easy, like 23. Cat hides behind Randall. Cat does not like Cary Grant and is never going to be able to watch a Cary Grant movie ever again. <laughs> this whole thing has been just a charade. That was a good reference, though, by the way. It was a, it was a good That was reference. a fantastic yeah, yeah. reference. No, no, it was very good. So... Are we supposed to fight these things? Are we What's supposed to game, fight you? What's your game, Cary Grant Monster? I hate this. My scary game. Grant. Did you just call me Scary Grant? <laughs> mm, not the first. Very original, Mary. Face. Face. My game isn't exactly a game, but it is. It's serious. It's important. Everything that you've seen tonight is. And uh, there's a little bit more. And kind of much like the... He's still in Cary Grant form, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> I, I have not revealed myself just yet. I mean, like, I probably won't unless Maybe someone, like, specifically... Tape. Thank you. Uh, very, another good reference to another thing. Um, <laughs> kind of like how um, Abigail has, like, the little nose twinkle. This is, I mean, I think kind of a little bit tropey. But even though he's wearing a suit, right... Whenever he's kind of like ready to move forward, kind of just moves his arm. And it's almost as if a cloak has sort of come out of nowhere and just sort of makes everything black before just sort of lifting up again. Very, you know, macabre and dark and brooding. And it opens up on a pretty grisly scene. We are in a house. There is a uh, body tied uh, to a chair. Is it a basement? No, it is not a basement. Okay. Okay, thank God. It is... Do we know who's in the chair? It's Officer Face. No! He's the next one! He is... So the chair has fallen over onto the floor, and it is evident that this was a strangulation. (gasps) Is he dead? He's dead. This doesn't match the (laughs) ammo! Officers Ross and Guerra are there and are looking around, like doing standard crime scene investigation techniques. Do they look older? They look a little older, like maybe a year older. Okay. 
if you had to guess. If I had to, if I had to guess. They are obviously quite shaken. It's not a great scene. There's a lot of sads going on. Yeah. Beloved Officer Face. Beloved Officer Face. It's just too bad that he couldn't live to see his heel turn. Nice, he came to our help that night. Cary Grant wrestling references is... is, (laughs) Now a new Tumblr. (laughs) How's everybody feeling? Mary is is feeling especially, uh, especially not not sort of affected because uh, he was one of the officers that came and told her about her mom. So she sort of has, feel, has felt a connection to him, sort of a weird mixed kind of thing, mm-hmm. but like an affection for him. So she's sort of really upset about it. Okay. Garrett, what about you? Uh, it, okay. So if this is the future and we're supposed to consider all of our choices and everything can change with just one choice, what is it that this group of kids, Cary Grant, I'm asking you, what have we done to not actively prevent the strangulation of one of our local town officers? There are rules to what I can do and say. I can show you the future, but I can't tell you how you got there. Cary Grant Ghost. Yes. Do we know who's responsible for this? Yes and no. So it's more than one person. That's not what I said. (laughs) The truth of the matter is, you can sometimes know a person and still know nothing about them. So it's my mother. (laughs) (laughs) Meg, stop accusing your mother of murdering police officers. It's just... If you were going to guess someone was a witch, who would it be? It would be my mom. Mm, that wouldn't be my first guess. Um, so, can... Is there a... Can I... Um, can, is Abigail available? Yeah. Um, Abigail? Smoke appears. It's bright pink. And Abigail just steps through like a vision. Can you... Can you show us what... Officer Face is doing in the present. His coffee's gotten cold. So she does her little nose trick, and you find Officer Face work in the front desk at the police station. Oh, crap. (laughs) Can you heat that up for him with your magic? (laughs) Thank you. It starts steaming. The locked door. It's nice and hot coffee again. Abigail, do they have extra milk in their fridge? <laughs> <laughs> and the scene changes back to the it, I mean. grisly murder scene. Now, I can't tell you how we got here, but what I can do is perhaps give a clue or give you a fighting chance to keep this from happening. Thank the cussing lord. That's all we've been asking for. All right, let's have it. Okay. Randall's pissed. Well, he just wants to go home and go to bed. Fine, then this clue is for everybody except for Randall. Then, ah, oh, damn it! I'm going oh, no. to whisper it into Gary everyone's Gary. ear except that. for yours, and no peeping. Rand- Randall's going to roll charm to try to apologize. All right, let's see what happens. That explodes. It's going to be. A uh, 23. Hmm. 
I rolled charm for you, Scary Grant, and uh, you got an 11, so you are ready to hear his apology. Mm. Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Mr. Grant Ghost. I am tired and ready to go to sleep. Well, It's all been a bit much, but I would like to hear the clue. Apology accepted, and here's my Christmas present to you. Find the Boston Strangler. Uh, if only oh, I knew somebody okay, who knew okay. so much about that. Okay, we'll just do That's that. That's a bad Christmas present. <laughs> Thank you for gifting me my own work. Fantastic. I and the scene changes. And this is hard to tell where you are. Aside from the word that would probably best describe it is a battlefield. There are scores of people fighting either fist fighting or throwing spells at each other. Does this look familiar to some but not of us? It does look familiar. familiar to some of you, those of you who remember. Okay. At least, uh, fi- like, not familiar. It's not the same scene. But, like... It's okay. on a much larger scale. Oh, great. Okay. But it, for those who can remember it, it does look a lot like the, the battle at the end of Wicked Witches. Spells are going back and forth, and you see... Jen leading the charge of one one side and Do we see any other familiar faces with Jen? Yeah, you do see Alice and Eve kind of right Is there by that your side. Is principal denominator? Yeah, it's a thing. We'll get back to it. <laughs> On the other side, kind of leading the charge, lightning is just like shooting off. Waves of energy are emitting from, I would say, about, she looks about 21, 22. No. Yeah. No. Uh Uh-huh. And it's hollow. Uh Uh-huh. No. Oh, no. (laughs) And she, it Uh. looks very upset, I would say. Um, can, can we see our our future selves in this crowd? You cannot see yourselves in this crowd. Is that other new witch? Who's winning? There. It okay. is really not great, and it gets not greater as Hollow gets to like the middle of the battle and yells as this wave of energy just comes off of her. Like it did at dinner, cat's That's dinner, awesome. but significantly stronger. Once that clears, there is nobody left around her at all. So, like, mind shoved really far away? Like no, like, dead. disintegrated into okay. not existing. Oh, okay. That's my ass. At this point, Carrie Grant sort of kind of freezes everything. And stands before you all and says, This is a time where I might... Break a rule here. You can stop this future. There's there's only one way, though. Yes, Carrie. Mary, <laughs> I'm going to give you a clue. One of the things is patience. One of the things is patience? Oh, it's that's going to be a problem. Yes. Um, what about <laughs> grades? Does grades... Don't worry, any... Mary. We'll, we'll come back okay. to this, but don't worry. I'd, You'll I'd learn. like you to just tell me what you mean right now, but I... The only way that you can stop this from happening is you have to take care of Hollow. This is what happens when you abuse power. When power goes unchecked 
and grows too strong. It loses control. Wow, my life has turned into a comic book for real. Seriously. <laughs> Is there something we're doing with Hollow now that that could cause this to happen? Where is Hollow right now? She's probably having Christmas. They they probably celebrate the solstice, where, but I it, that's not a big deal. But where um where but who does she Doesn't she live with Randall? Yeah, yeah she's she in the back with Randall, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. She's just not there with you right now. Okay. Yeah. Presumably she's, she's having, just sleeping. Yes. She's having an enjoyable Christmas evening. One of us should. <laughs> so the scene changes and you're back at the tree. All three ghosts are there. All five of y'all are there. Boy, Christmas passed. You sure did a great job of not <laughs> bumming us all out. <laughs> Except for Randall. Bad job. Well, Bad job. Well, the rosy glow of nostalgia <laughs> helps me out. Look, the rule of no bummers <laughs> is in the future. And the uh, star speaks up. This brings us to the end of our Christmas journey. We hope that you enjoyed your stay. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> That's spirit. Before we We know you have ways, a lot of options when it comes to Christmas trees. The ghosts all have... Thank you, James. <laughs> ...gifts for you. Are they real gifts or are they cousin cusp gifts? <laughs> Is one of them rusty? Cat perks Is up. Cat... <laughs> no. Yeah, cat totally perks up. Don't you yeah. worry, they're quite real. And the ghost of Christmas Pass reaches into her fur stole and brings out a pack of playing cards that have a fur tree pattern on the back. And I take out the ten of hearts and I give it to Mary. And I take out the king of clubs and I give it to Randall. Thank you. I take out the Ace of Spades, and I give it to Cat. That will be a great song later. I take out the Jack of Hearts, and I give it to Garrett. And I give Meg a Five of Diamonds. Put these in the spokes of your bikes, and they'll bring you luck. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for the good Christmas present, and I glare at <laughs> Harry Grant. <laughs> and we'll move on to Abigail. Abigail looks at the group, and she says... Well, I suppose there's no time like the present. Nice. And you all will feel something go on your wrist. And when you look down, you see a wristwatch. Garrett, yours is black. Mary, yours is camel colored. Randall, yours is camouflaged. Meg, yours is red. And Kat, yours is blue. And then Abigail is going to say, they got a special feature to them. They, uh, how you say, they, they glow in the dark. I hope you yep. like them. Wow, that, that's really cool. <laughs> Thank you for the other good Christmas present. And I glare at Cary Grant again. And Cary Grant. Well, I have a little something for everyone here. There's... These are the dates you're going to die. There is a series of numbers. There's a series of numbers that you're going to have to put into a bunker. Oh, no, wait. That's a TV show. Never mind. So first... There will be a gift, but first, I give, I give two things. The first is the gift of information. Now, I do apologize that when we step for a brief moment, one-on-one, -on -one into my realm, it's going to be a little dark. And he does the sort of cloak thing. And first, a little bit of information to give to Garrett. Garrett, 
you and yeah. now the robed figure, because we can't keep up this illusion in, in this little... Do you look like view. a Grim Reaper? Kind of. It's. I'm wearing a robe just, again, to protect the face. Is, is your jaw dragging no, around? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, it's just this thing of, like, again, I. It, it's a very weird-shaped <laughs> body that is kind of constantly shifting, much like the future. The face, however, is still hidden by the kind of, like, <laughs> robe. And you hear... You, you lumpy, man. A little bit. And the spirit, though, now in his normal <laughs> self, says, Garrett... I bring to you information of the future. This is Hamilton. And for a brief moment, you see the, <laughs> the hit musical on Broadway. And you see Lin-Manuel Miranda out there doing the quick great job in the middle of a song. You, you see the, basically the entire beginning of the play, you know, or the musical rather. He essentially lets you go all the way from the beginning, all the way up through... My shot. And he says, Hamilton did not throw away his shot, so continue to keep shooting yours. <laughs> and then you're back where you were. Like You don't you didn't hear that, Mary. That was just Garrett. It's fine. No, it's I know, a different I know. I'm just shot, saying like it's a message. It's just a me- it's like a metaphor. I, okay, I was okay. just gonna say okay. I feel like he just used a piece of like terminology that is not contemporary, so I don't understand the message at all. <laughs> It will all make sense in the future. No, I'm kidding. Oh, no. Uh, next is... I'll wait till 2018. Uh, next is Cat. You are standing kind of out in the middle of a desert, and you're not sure why. And then, and then you hear a sound that makes your little Christmas-loving heart swell. There's the sound of sleigh bells. Oh. <gasps> And on top of a sort of dilapidated warehouse, or so it appears, a sleigh and nine tiny reindeer come flying down and land on top. And he says, this is true in all times, but I thought that you should know the truth. For a true believer, the knowledge of Santa Claus... And before we switch back, you hear a weird yell from a couple of different voices, and then Santa cries out, and uh, the spirit says, oh, gotta quick, 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 and then changes back. Wait, Santa cries out in what way? Like he was surprised. Oh, okay. okay. Not, not, not like murdered. he's no, no, no. screaming help through a static <laughs> no, 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 or no, no, something. No. I just want to clarify, though, I did get to see Santa. Yes, you saw Santa okay, Claus straight up. Okay, when we get back up. to the star tree thing, Kat is going to give Cary Grant a great big hug. No. <laughs> okay. Next up is Meg. The spirit takes you to the front of a movie theater, and he says, You enjoy comic books, Yes. Yeah. There is a comic that you need to pay attention to. It came out three years ago for the first time. And now on the big screen, you can see Spider-Man. This information is not useful other than to tell you that Stan Lee did a great job. <laughs> and then he takes you back. Lastly, uh, sorry, not lastly, sorry, second to last, Ugh. Randall. Um, <laughs> Randall, yeah. Randall, you're standing just in a straight black room in a way, and he says, Randall, you are the only one with a future that is unhinged. There will come a point in your life where there will be a crossroad. There is always 
another option. And then you're back. And then lastly, Mary. Hi. Um, you know, uh, the other two went, uh, I went first for them, and I just wanted to uh, ask. Have you ever heard of, well, fantasy football comes later. There's something <laughs> called a snake. It comes back uh-huh. around. Um, look, I'm good for all sorts of futuristic references. That's true. Mary, this is information for you for later. And you see uh, you in the future sitting down for uh, some tea and like some sandwiches and still ever young, Cary Grant walks through the door and sits down and you hear meeting out of time is... A bit odd, but Mary, I always enjoy our chats. And then he comes back. Mary is blushing. And says, and now that that information is done, I'm going to give this gift to all of you. There's only one, so you'll have to share. But I promise it makes a difference. And he hands it to Mary, since Mary was the last one to go. Thank you, this makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) And it looks... A lot like a small, like, compact mirror, like one of those things that, like, opens up. And he says, normally this mirror has a very normal appearance. You can, of course, do your hair or your makeup, but it only has three true uses. At some point, you're going to come to a decision, and you're not going to sure which way to go. Three times... You may look into this mirror and ask what your outcomes will be if you take the different options. And you can see what those futures are. But once those three uses are up, it's up. Yes. Is that three (laughs) per each of us? Because it's a one gift for all of us? Or is this three for the group in total? I just want to make sure I have the rules. This is three for the group in (laughs) total. That's cuss. It seems like cuss, but let me tell you. As it, this is something that works as a team. Is it three times we can see as many options as we want, or we get to see three options total ever? <laughs> like, is it like is it like three different times we'll come to a crossroads and we can use the mirror and see as many different options as we think might be available to us, or is it like we can see three different options and once we have seen three options, full stop, it's done. Yes, it's the first one. So it's like, essentially, like, you know, if, like, hypothetically, if you come down to a thing where, you know, you have two people who are telling you join this side or join this side, you can say, like, okay, I don't know who to trust. And you can ask the mirror, you know, what will happen if we go with this person? Six different factions. That counts as Um, one. Yes, that counts as one. One take. Yeah. And Cary Grant then kind of goes, I think that's a... (laughs) Damn job, dog. Well done. You're a lot more um, eloquent in the movies. Stumbled on that one, but we got there. He has writers. That is scripted, Again, darling. So much opium. <laughs> and remember, holidays. I'm also not really Cary Grant, so there's also that. He's real lumpy, guys. So it starts snowing in this magical Christmas land, and you can definitely hear the sound of sleigh bells. Cat's yes. like dancing on her toes, like so excited. <laughs> and the scene slowly starts fading out. 
this is a great opportunity to get in any goodbyes to any ghost friends that you may have made. Bye, ghosts. Bye, past and Abigail. You were helpful. <laughs> Bye, darlings. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Toodles. Bye, Cary Grant. Cat waves and yells. Thank so you for letting now. me see Santa. <laughs> wait, what? And at wait, what? You all wake up in your own beds. Oh, it was all—it was all as if it was all a dream. Except you're all holding uh, the gifts that you were given. Who has physical possession of the so. compact? Mary. Me. Mary. 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 Well, cuss. Mary. It's funny because I—I just. I had a compact and I lost it and I don't remember where I lost it. So it's really nice to have a new one. That's, pr- I mean, that's pretty Yay. much everything, Yay. everything I had. Just want to say, uh, I hope that everyone uh, who, all of our listeners are, had a wonderful holiday season, whatever you celebrate. 2018 was a, mm-hmm. a heck of a year. Uh, <laughs> peaks and valleys for sure. Started. A lot of great sure. podcasts. We're, we're going to, be here for all of you through 2019 so i think we can all agree that we'll work together and make 2019 the best year that it can be wanted to to again thank uh colin and Lindsay and sam for agreeing to to guest on on this christmas special for us we'll we'll put all the information in the notes uh as well but uh colin where can people Uh, find you people can find me on twitter at colin c-o-l-i-n-m P-A-R-K-E-R. Um, you can also find me at Scavengers Net, um, which is home to both the podcast that I'm on and also many other podcasts, including Historical Hotties, which you'll hear about uh, mm-hmm. again from Lindsay in a moment. And also just to plug Myth Takes, um, which is in a shared universe here, that is at Myth Takes Cast. Um, and that's all the three different places that you can find me. Beautiful. Lindsay, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lindsay Nelson, and that's Nelson spelled N-E-L-S-E-N, not O-N, uh, but it's mostly just gelato. Yes. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter. Do not downplay the gelato. gelato. Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> And then uh, you can find Historically Hot on social media. That's Historical Hotties on almost everything is at Historically Hot. And come listen to the show. Worth it. It's it's really good food. Thank you very much. And Sam. You can find me on Twitter. I am Turley underscore Gurley. So unfortunately, Sam's audio got cut out here. So I'm just going to fill in for her. So you can find her on Twitter at Turley underscore Gurley 19. Gurley is G-I-R-L-E-Y. She plays the character of Twiddle on Fate and the Fable Maidens, which you can find on Twitter at FateFMCast or FateFMCast.com. It is an all-women, family-friendly D&D podcast that is absolutely fantastic definitely give all of their podcasts uh listens because they are phenomenal shows and of course you know where you guys can find us at kids underscore bikes on twitter and kids on bikes cast on instagram where we post fun pictures very rarely (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but thank you so much for listening everybody have a good one kids on bikes stars james anderson david hannah Diana Hanna, Kate Harlow, Aaron King, and Daniel Spencer. Follow Renegade Studios at Play Renegade on Twitter for more information about the game. Check us out at kidsonbikescast.com. 
And also check our Patreon at patreon.com slash kidsonbikescast to see how to get access to secret bike-locked episodes and first dibs on our merchandise. Thank you for listening.